You are listening to episode 170 of Shades Midweek. This is a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. Thank you so much for listening each and every week. My name is John Mark Darrow, and I'm joined as usual in Three Stream Studio here at Shades Valley Community Church by my good friends and pastors here at Shades, Brad Brown and Jonathan I was really hoping you were going to introduce me as a co-host and Brad as a guest. That's what I was hoping. He doesn't even know we joked about that the last time he was absent. Oh, I did. I listened to it. No, you didn't. I know I didn't listen to it. Whatever. Believe it. Oh, my word. Well, normally we just banter about, but today is a special day. It's a special day. And normally, Jonathan, when we talk about technology or we talk about the internet, we can talk about how we need to be cautious about these tools. Right. Right. But today, we want to start out by thanking the internet. (laughs) Yes. Thanking technology. Listen. Because without it, we would not be in the situation that we are right now during this episode. That is 100% correct. Uh, The internet and the church came together in a magical union. That's right. And have brought into our presence none other, ladies and gentlemen, than the Dale Anton. Live... In three stream studios. And not just Dale. Not just Dale. Dale, would you like to introduce your bride? First of all, hey, all you Luddites out there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, This is my lovely bride, Kim. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Great to have you with us. So we have Dale and Kim. So our longtime Shades Midweek listeners will know how special today is. That's right. To summarize it for you, I can't even remember what episode it was. I should have looked it up. Episode 66. There you go. Wow. Episodes. (laughs) That's incredible. I was going to look it up in my my email, but (laughs) he, he was on it. So episode 66, Dale emailed us. And it was the first time we received an email from someone we did not know. It's true. And so we kind of went back and forth, I think, for a little bit with Dale, and we're questioning as to whether or not we were even dealing with a real person. Um, <laughs> was we, this a scammer? <laughs> right. <laughs> not, or, or, a, not a scam. <laughs> <laughs> or we thought maybe this is someone from Shades using like a pseudonym just messing That's right. with us. That's right. We did think that too. Um, but we, we are in fact real, real people, real people. So Dale, tell us, uh, that story from your site. How did you find shades midweek? Um, again, we talked a little bit beforehand about, um, my affinity for cultural Christian podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I knew of course of shades and I had been following y'all on Facebook no, no, wait, wait. Time. How'd you know of us? <laughs> well, okay. So I am an EFCA fanboy. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, grew up in the EFCA church um, and, and am a Swede. So um, oh. would have been with the Swedish Evangelical Free Church had that still been an option. But That's right. You know, that's, a little, that's a little EFCA to history to start out. I, abs- I love it. Absolutely. I'm one of the people that can probably explain the EFCA to people. If they <laughs> right, the questions. podcast just changed. <laughs> yeah. It just changed. <laughs> EFCA history. No, I'm just uh, no, I uh, so I had been following on Facebook, and I discovered that you all did a podcast, and um, I really wanted to. Uh, I, I I love podcasts; it's a great form of entertainment and information. Mm-hmm. And so I found your podcast, and I think episode sixty six was not the first one I listened to, but it was the first one that I thought, "Wow, these guys are really hitting it on a, you know on all all cylinders." So why not respond and let them know that you you enjoy what they're doing? So. 
That's mm. that's so awesome. And at the at the time, were you living in Huntsville at the time? Living in Huntsville, yes. And you attended Hope Church. I attended there. Hope Hope Church there, yes. So for any of our listeners that don't know, Hope Church in Madison, which is right outside of Huntsville, uh, Andy Wolf is the pastor there. So there are three EFCA churches in Alabama, and that's one of the others. It's us, it's that one, and then uh, Ron Haygood is the pastor of the Living Church in Aniston. Oh, Aniston. Aniston yeah. yeah, that's right. Um and Andy has been here to Shades before and, and preached and just been a really good friend of ours over the years. Uh, I actually got to go up to uh, Hope Church and preach uh, a couple of years ago. Yep. And yep. Uh, and so, yeah. So you found the podcast. We start writing <laughs> all of that. It, it was uh, it was really a, a particular podcast on leadership and, and how we... Um, how we fail really to recognize good quality leaders mm. and, and as a culture, how we then respond uh, in defense of poor leaders because of, of bad association mm. with, with our views on culture as opposed to our views and on the culture of Christ. Mm. Your explanation of it sounds smarter than anything <laughs> I feel like we've ever done. For sure. <laughs> I was like, man, I want to go listen to that episode. You should. It was a great episode. Uh, in fact, it's one Did of my saved ones. Uh, I, I, I listen to it regularly. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. Well, we are so excited to have y'all. Just wanted to introduce you from the very beginning. Now, as you know, as a longtime listener, Dale, we've got some business to take care of before we get to our interview proper uh, because we want... Uh, we, we, we connected with Dale, um, gosh, uh, a couple of months ago. You let us know you were going to be here yes. in mm -hmm. Birmingham. We were like, we have to interview you. So it's not a, a meet a member, but it is meet a listener, I guess. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> yes, you know? a new series we're <laughs> right, starting. Right. There are so. many episodes we have planned around <laughs> this. So many people. Three. Um, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and there's a lot to your story. We want to hear and unpack it, even some recent stuff that yes. y'all have been preparing for and that the Lord's doing in y'all's life. And so we're just really excited for that. Let us sit back and watch the magic of you guys <laughs> introducing me. Yes. So, so much pressure. Oh, well, first, we uh, we have do, – do we have to do any announcements or are we just going to go straight into music? Uh, church Center, sign up for it. It's on our Instagram. It's the new platform that we've been using here at Shades Valley. So we, we've been on the realm, and we're switching over to Church Center now. So yes. you, th there's a directory there. You can sign up, register for events, uh, join the Grace Vine group. Right. Yes. Speaking of registering for events, you can register for the women's retreat there, which is happening in October, or you can register for the Root Seminar, which is basically like our new members class, which is going to happen. Right. Coming up really soon, September the 10th. Particularly, we need you to register for that if you need child care. Yes. Right. Um, but uh, but we've already got some folks signed up for both of those things, and so yes. That's right, and the Root Seminar is for anyone that's interested in shade. So just because you come doesn't mean that you're saying, I'm going to be a member. So if you're someone that's trying to figure out if you want to be a part of our weird little community, <laughs> this would be the place to learn more about us. And then the last thing that comes to my mind is in a couple of Sundays, literally in two Sundays, um, on August the 27th, Dr. Robert Smith Jr., who is a professor of preaching at Beeson Divinity School, served as a pastor for years, and who knows what all this man does all the time. He's my mentor. Brad and I both took him for class. We've had him on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. Just one of the most incredible people on the planet. He's going to be here to preach on the 27th, and you, you 
don't want to miss it. We really like always feel weird. This isn't something we normally do at Shades. This is something that like right. happened at my church growing up where some like a special guest is coming to preach and you'd be promoting it like it's this event. Like you need to be here. We need can we get a picture of him? Can we make a flyer? <laughs> yes. Like we've never done that. When we have guests, you don't know it till you show up on Sunday. That's right. But that's how special Dr. Smith is. Exactly. <laughs> that we're like, please, please come. Please mm-hmm. be here. Um, well, anyway. and we've had so many times where we didn't know we were going to have a guest speaker on Sunday, and we ended up having to find one last minute. We well, didn't that, have, that we has didn't happened, have, too. Didn't have time to <laughs> announce it. No flyers there. So that has happened as well. Yeah, if you want more details about all those events we just mentioned, you can subscribe to our email. So you go to shadesvalley.org. You scroll to the bottom of the page. You can enter in your email address there and subscribe. It's that easy. We send out the email once a week. There are various other ways. Follow us on Instagram. It's just at Shades Valley. Dale, I'll tell you about one guest preacher we had that we definitely didn't advertise, and that was Andy Wolf. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't understand how you could not make much of having of, Andy of Wolf. Having in the Andy Wolf. Uh, right. I love Andy. I truly do. They, they are, mm. Andy is currently in Rwanda. Um, wow. I knew on, that. I, knew, yeah. I didn't remember exactly when it was going. I just knew he was going. Yeah, he'll be there for. Uh, about another week and a half. Mm. Um, they're teaching, and um, they're teaching pastors who, mm. and and uh, church leaders who minister in the um, uh, oh gosh, the camps there for the refugee camps. Mm. And mm-hmm. so it's really a vital and and important mission yes. field. So yeah. that's so awesome. Leave it. Leave it to Andy for me to try and rip jokes on him and him be in Rwanda. <laughs> he, like he, would exactly. he would expect nothing less. <laughs> All right, well, JM, you got some Muzak for us. JM's album of the week. Yeah, so I'm going to bring everyone a worship album for this week. This I immediately thought it was Hillsong. It is Hillsong. There you go. <laughs> uh, good, good ear, Jonathan. This is an album that I have not featured on JM's Album of the Week before. They put it out in 2020. It's a studio record that they did called Take Heart Again, and this is the title track off of that record. Which we've played this song a couple of times recently, and we've done this version of it. Yeah, so this is Take Heart, MMXX. They recorded this record during covid so they did everything remotely in various studios wherever each artist vocalist and musician were located so it's pretty cool that they did this record and really what it is it's a lot of their songs that they had previously released that they re-recorded and and did new studio arrangements for and so i really like the record because it breathed new life into a lot of songs that have been out for a long time like brooke brooke frazier's hosanna new wine uh even some really old hillsong songs eagle's wings i don't know if you guys remember that one that's a that's a that's an older one. Oh, wow. Uh, so there's some really, really great songs on this record, and it's a good mix of everyone that, that has been involved with Hillsong worship over the years. I, I just looked it up, and there there's now a deluxe version that Uh-oh. has a ton of music videos. So there you oh, go. Oh, very cool. Yeah, the, uh, the music video for this song is actually pretty cool. If you awesome. go on YouTube, it's fantastic. So, yeah. I think lyrically this is one of their strongest songs. Yeah, this was I mean, like it's not I there's a there's a lot lyrically they're very strong, but 
I, is great. There I is agree. a light that burns brighter than this the sun. sun. Yeah. He steals the night. He steals the night. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's this. This song was written really at a time where I think United was really in an awesome place of songwriting. Not to say mm-hmm. that it's gotten worse over the years, but they were just really hitting their stride in that moment. And mm-hmm. I think this song is probably 10, 12 years old wow. at this point. But makes yeah, me feel old. This is an awesome arrangement of Take Heart. So check out the record. It's called Take Heart Again. It's from Hillsong Worship. Came out in 2020. That's right. Sometimes I feature albums that didn't just come out that are brand new. So check it out. Let me know what you think of it. We play a few of these songs here at Shades Valley on Sunday mornings. Love it. So, yep. Check it out. Hopefully it blesses you this week. All right. A random thing I'll throw in since you mentioned we play some of those songs at Shades Valley. If If you're newer to Shades, uh, whether you use Apple Music or Spotify, we do have a playlist um, that's called uh, Shades Digital Hymnal. SVCC Digital Hymnal. There it is. And on Spotify and Apple Music. Right. And uh, and it's just it's a playlist that John Mark puts together and updates every now and then, and it's just a ton of songs that we do here at Shades. So if you're ever like hearing songs here and you're like I don't know what that song is or like if you get that playlist you can you can mm-hmm. see a lot of the they're, stuff they're not just Taylor Swift songs either. <laughs> <laughs> did you listen uh, to the Taylor Swift episode yes I did oh, oh, wow. okay that is commitment <laughs> that is you commitment. are true you are truly dedicated to this oh, a lot of cultural yes. engagement there I feel like we should pay him something for all the totally that he's maybe it's, a Taylor it's funny there are not many but there are a few people I know who ha- have listened to every episode of Shades Midweek, which we need is to have more them. than we can need be to have said for any of us. Here's what's um. sad. When, <laughs> when your podcast player doesn't update and kicks you out, and then all of your podcasts that you've listened to are now new again. Oh, uh, no. I, I listened to Shades Valley from episode one when that happened to me. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. Wow. Uh. Here's everyone's favorite segment. Everyone's favorite <laughs> segment. Bradford's Book Club. We really got to change this intro because I think people will love it again if we just change it. It was really yeah. great when it first when came out. When it first it came was, out. but it just it doesn't have that staying power. It's a majestic library song. <laughs> I think you should go like uh like jazz, like like uh like like really smooth instrumental like like not 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 like uh smooth jazz that's that's the wrong word to put on it i'm thinking like um uh, like cigar room scotch jazz that's what i'm thinking that vibe very specific (laughs) well we'll keep praying about it welcome fans friends followers to bradford's book club we're glad to have you with us today i would be remiss if i did not ask our special guest to recommend a book dale what do you have for us today i think that one of the 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 most exciting books that i've ever read is kurt vonnegut's collection of short stories and the book is titled welcome to the monkey house okay and why does this book come to mind as you're on this segment (laughs) well we were talking about a few things beforehand (laughs) uh and i referred to them as a grand falloon which is uh one of the terms that kurt vonnegut uses to describe um you know being somewhere in the world and meeting someone else from alabama and both well perhaps not uh one might shout war war eagle and the other roll (laughs) tide but then nonetheless that will happen because they identify 
so closely, even though they've never met, never seen each other. But that term that I, that causes that identification is what Vonnegut called a grand faloon. Wow. What a beautiful articulation. I don't know if there's been a better description on Bradford's book club <laughs> than that. Check I have it put, out. I have put it in my Amazon cart. <laughs> That's right. And would you give us the author and title one more time? Uh, the author is Kurt Vonnegut, and it's uh, it's unfortunate that he's passed. Um, but the book title itself is Welcome to the Monkey House. And that is one of the short stories in there. It's uh, It involves uh, John F. Kennedy, quite honestly. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. And, and, and I should add, Sewers. Okay. Are these, are these fiction wow. short stories? These are fictional short okay. stories, okay. yes. All right. Wow. Uh, although I did mention John Kennedy and sewers, and some people might think that they can identify my politics from that and would say, <laughs> well, maybe it's a true story. No, it's <laughs> and, uh, and you can't identify my politics from that. Oh. Well, Dale, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful recommendations. Great, great selection. Yeah. Love it, guys. Well, as you all should know by this point, the main part of our episode today is an interview with Dale and Kim Anton. And so th- the way we want to start this is really just by getting to know y'all. This is the first time we have ever sat down with y'all. Um, and so we'd love to just hear your story because I know you've been in Alabama for a while, but I know that's not where you're from. Uh, you're originally from Minnesota. So just uh, how about start with uh, Dale with your story all the way up into the point that you meet Kim. Wow. And then Kim will get your story till you meet Dale, and then we'll go from there. It's going to be shorter than you think. That's fine. Her her, <laughs> um, her mother and my aunt were high school friends. Oh, awesome. And so periodically, Kim and her, uh, her family would be at various events, particularly my grandparents, my maternal grandparents' home. And... Um, and I became one of those Anton boys, uh, which is how they pronounce it up there. I didn't like him or his mother at first. <laughs> I was going to ask, what, what were your first impressions? Mm-hmm. Man, your first impressions? Yeah, what, what were your first impressions? I didn't like either one of them. Um, I went to school with his younger brother, uh-huh. and he would pick on me all the time. Oh. It's just the way, and I was bullied. In, in school, besides him. So we would, we would go out to play at Grandma's house. Well, they would, and I would stay in the house because I didn't want anything to do with either one of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. So where, where was this in Minnesota? Uh, Schaefer, Minnesota. It's a really tiny town, um, and this was a farm. My grandparents were farmers, uh, dairy farmers, and okay. so we, um, we, of course, had a big, large yard that we could play in and all kinds of things to do there. Tell us a little bit about what each of you were like uh, as as kids growing up on in farmland in Minnesota. I was a city. I'm a city kid. Um, okay, so he's farm boy. He's a farm boy. <laughs> yeah. So um, I hated school. All twelve years, I hated school. Mm. I think I many a, people can identify. I was a, I was a loner. Mm. I'd spend a lot of time in my room by myself. Mm. Um, I did spend some time with Tam, with my sister and her friends, but not a lot. Sure. Um, like I said, I was bullied in high school, well, mm. the f- last four years. Um, so I had a rough high school experience. Um, it was, it was just something that, and, and, and still today, I'm not, 
I'm usually normally a very shy person. Sure. But I'm trying to pull myself out of my comfort zone and do some things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very nervous when Dale told me where we're going to come <laughs> on and do this interview. But I thought, you know, I have done inter- I have done public speaking before, mm-hmm. and I was afraid of doing that. You know, God, if God got me through that, He can get me through this. Mm. That's right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And myself, um, the complete opposite, you know. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to make that point, yeah. No, not, I not, can see. Not, a, not as a youngster. Um, I, I Growing up on the farm, you don't have access to all the things that people in town do, and, and so I tried sports. But, you know, if you don't go out for the summer practices, which is prime hay baling time, um, you don't understand anything of, of what the sport is about. Uh, and also being blind in one eye, when they make you an offensive end and you're supposed to catch balls, but oh, you wow. don't have any depth perception, so you don't know how fast they're coming at you or, or from what angle. So, so, so wait, 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 wait. So you're blind in one eye? Uh, legally, yes. Okay. Like from birth or? From birth, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it used to cross, too. I have a lazy eye. Okay. Um, I, am, I am like. So this is a little dive off. So a lazy eye. At one point, um, I was diagnosed with a lazy stomach. Don't know what that is. Um, but I figure that I am one failed organ away from getting one of those handicap placards. <laughs> I am so looking forward to that. No, there's nothing wrong with your feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. So, so at what point does a relationship begin to develop between the two of you? If she wants nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, I guess. But I think um, I, I, I was a senior in high school, and you must have been a freshman at that point. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm that guy. Um, <laughs> but, but I invited her to a football game, and we spent the entire evening just walking around the track, um, you know, old school football stadium, and, um, and just talking. And we had a pretty good time. So um, she, she rewarded me by going to the dance with Lauren Elmstrand the next week. Why you, uh, he asked first. You were dragging your feet, so too late. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, I love it. So I knew the game was on. And, oh, that's uh, right. I, I turned it up a little bit at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. just a little bit. He, yeah, he turned it up. Okay, so when did y'all officially become boyfriend and girlfriend? I would go and study, I, Brad. Yeah, go and study. Yeah, yeah. Is that what we y'all were, called it? That was yes. Okay. Back, back in the vintage know days. Know your history. <laughs> I know. My yeah. So we became steady. <laughs> yeah, I would say probably the week after that dance because it was like that's not happening again. I, I wasn't going to allow that to happen. Okay. Again. You're not going to let that happen again. Oh, huh? Yeah. Man. Wow. So what was after high school for y'all? Uh, I immediately joined the army and. Um, you know, left. What, what year would that have been? 1975. Okay. okay. Yeah. So this is post-Vietnam. Yes, just just barely, barely. post-Vietnam. In yeah. fact, there are, there are many times in my life where people have tried to convince me I was a Vietnam veteran, <laughs> um, but that, that's not the case. Right, right. Um, May, I think May 15th or something is a cutoff date to be a Vietnam veteran, and I, I went active in June. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was... Um, and at that point, we were very committed. I, I had every intention of her being my wife. In in the mid-70s, there was something called Connolly's 100,000. And, and uh, 
Connolly was the sergeant major of the Army at that point in time, and they basically had lowered the standards. Now, this is kind of where I come in. I, I wasn't one of Connolly's 100,000s because when I was in basic training, they, they did all these tests, and then we had to go get interviewed to go to West Point Preparatory Academy, and I'm going down this road. I'm, I'm going to become an officer. I'm going to West Point. And then they tell me that you can't be married and be at West Point, and I withdrew because my intention was to marry Kim Anton. Kim Durham at the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So what did you, what was going on with you, like, when he goes off to the Army? Well, when he goes off to the Army, the first time he went, um, we were in, we were in North Branch then? Yes. Okay. It was scary for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen. I, th- I was staying with my parents. Um sophomore <laughs> yeah you were a sophomore in high school so yeah you were staying with I your was, parents yeah of course i was staying with yeah, my parents right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah i was it was I, don't, I didn't know what to expect and i didn't know if there was gonna, you know something yeah. going to happen to him or so when you came back when did you come back from uh i would have just i would have gone to germany immediately after all of my training so um we got um, engaged in May of 76 and married August 14th of 1976. So just oh, celebrated 47 anniversary. years. Hey, like, yes. like two days ago. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. To celebrate, said, y'all came on the podcast. That's yeah. so great. You said So this was anniversary 47, you said? This was 47, yes. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. My, uh, my parents this year, just celebrated their 50th. Oh, that's awesome. And so, yeah, that's that's We're incredible. so looking forward to 75. Yeah. 75? <laughs> yeah. Well, you said that with a question mark. <laughs> well, some days it feels like 75. <laughs> yeah, some days it feels like we've made it. So, well, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just, just going to say, um, tell us a little bit about uh, your faith. Growing up, did both of y'all grow up in the church, or did you come to faith later? Like, what what did that journey look like? Okay, so being an EFCA fanboy, um, we lived within serious walking distance of the Cost Evangelical Free Church as as children, my my sisters and brother and I. And um, what is serious walking distance? Oh, we could throw a rock. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so I had perfect attendance up until I was thirteen years old. Uh, and then I'm, I left where my, well, I didn't leave. Every summer and every weekend was then spent at my grandparents working on the farm. So mm-hmm. I grew up and was confirmed in the EFCA church. And, um, and, and, and then there's a wandering away at some point in time. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll let Kim answer her part. Mm-hmm. Um, after we got married, um, he went back to Germany. And then a couple months later, I joined him. Flying by myself, I was 17 years old, scared to death. Wait, y'all got married when she was 17? Yeah. I wish everyone could see the smile on Dale's face right now. (laughs) Uh, Judge Gunderson, hey, we just celebrated 47. You said it wouldn't last. <laughs> he told us. He told us that it would. You know, you're. This is not going to last. Oh my! You're word. too young oh, to wow. do this. Wow. So we got to Germany, and of course he had to go to work, and I didn't have any family around, so I was depressed. Hmm. 
that was a hard time for me, um, being there by myself. Sure. Um, and then he got deployed overseas a little later, and I had two little kids at the time. Once again, he's gone, and I'm there with two small kids, no family, um, just missing my family. Right, and right. once again, I was scared. I had to do everything by myself. Um, and then I met this lady that her husband went at the same time he went. And she had two children, so her and I got to be close friends mm-hmm. until the guys got back. And this is in Germany? This is in Germany. Okay. Yeah. Mm, wow. So that helped, having somebody to yeah. talk to and turn to. But as far as me um, being a Christian, mm-hmm. I didn't rem- I don't remember going to school, uh, Sunday school or church or anything yeah. like that when I was a kid. Mm. Um, I didn't become a Christian until we got back from Germany. We were on our third tour, third tour, yeah. third tour. <clears throat> and I didn't know, I mean, I knew God, but I didn't know, I didn't know him. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So Dale went out looking for a EFC church. I think I had to work. And he came upon Hope. And we started going there, and we met with this couple that taught me. I mean, of course, he knew about it because he grew up that way. They were teaching me how to read, um, how to pray, Mm -hmm. and I finally accepted Christ as my Savior Mm -hmm. and got baptized. So when when was this, timeline-wise? This was the third time. Was it 93 we got back here? We had, well, I, I want to say um, both a word of encouragement and a, and a word of confession. Um, so I, I know and have, have accepted Christ as a youngster, but I, I mentioned I had wandered away. Right. And, um, and so all those years of marriage, um, and never once did I ever broach the idea of, of Kim accepting Christ. That's, that's really poor leadership on the part of a husband. Um, but, but the beauty of it is, is God's going to put people in, in the path. So, uh, I want to encourage men, um, wherever you are, uh, in your walk with faith and your walk with Christ to be bold enough, um, and not, and not push this aside. But that, that time would have been, we came back from Germany after the Gulf War in 1992. And so this would have been actually later than that after, after I'd been fired from a job, uh, that's, mm. that was the critical thing of saying, Hey, something's got to change in my life. And that's when oh, we began wow. to search for Hope Church. Um, and that's in that's Hope Church in Madison. Yes. Yeah, wow. Yes. And so that would have been in, actually in 1997 at that point. So wow. all those years of, of wasted worship, quite honestly. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And y'all had two kiddos. Two boys. Two boys. And so they would have been how old around that time, 97? Oh, gosh. They graduated high school in 1999. So they, okay, they, so they were, would have been high yeah, schoolers. They were high schoolers. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm. Yeah. So all that time, all that time as a father of not leading them as well. So you, you know, and this is not to throw this this big guilt thing out there, but to realize that that you you must start at some point mm. stepping up and and 
and doing more than what Flannery O'Connor says, being Christ haunted. Uh, you, mm. you actually have to embrace who God says he is and who his son is and, and allow that spirit to grow in you. Wow. And so all of that begins to unfold in the late 90s in Huntsville. Um, and then have you all been there in Huntsville since then? Yes, we've now lived in Huntsville longer than we've lived anywhere okay. in the world. Wow! Um, so that was uh, uh, we we still sometimes will talk about Minnesota and say we're going home. Sure, but, uh, sure. But but later on, if you if you get me there, we'll uh, we'll talk about my mother and her concept of home. So I'm wondering if at this point in time, it might be a good moment for something that we call the lightning round. You up for it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, well, here's what we'll you do. Can, yeah, we'll just throw questions, and either one of you can answer. Right. So if you if, both want to answer, that's fine. If one of you wants to answer, that's that's great right. Too. And if you want to just say pass, that's also acceptable. <laughs> we have many contestants do that as we get into the lightning round. So we're going to ask y'all some random questions, and you answer with just whatever comes into your mind. Are you guys ready for the lightning round? We're ready. I can see it <laughs> yes. in your face. John Mark, start us off. How do you like your eggs? Uh, medium. Raw. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the first raw that we've ever gotten on Shades Midweek. Are you being serious? No, I am not. Okay. <laughs> Who eats raw eggs under Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my word. So do you, yeah. Sunny side up. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's as close to raw as you can get. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, so um, Dorothy once said, there's no place like home. Do you have a unique concept of home? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a question. Um, so as, I'm as setting him up for what he said. <laughs> as my mother was dying, she had reached a point where she was in great pain. She had a, a form of leukemia. And um, she was in such pain that they uh, eventually removed her dentures just so that she w to lessen the amount of contact with things that were causing her pain. Mm -hmm. And she had told my sisters, uh, I think two days before we got back to Minnesota um, to sit with her, that she did not want to renew her contract on the uh, on the apartment that she was at. She said, "Tell them that that it's uh, that I'm moving out, and and December is the last month." And so this was in November. Um, near the end of November. And so she had already told them that her home was, was up. And uh, the next day, she was beginning to become in great pain and, and was only able to communicate one word, home. Mm. Well, she's already given up her, her place of where she sleeps, and yet she kept repeating home. And, and for us, it was just a, we, we came the next day and she could no longer communicate with the exception of smiles um, and, and could see us. Um, but to hear that she wanted to go home gave us tremendous comfort as we prayed for her uh, and prayed for God's will to be done. We knew without a doubt that she was going home. And for us, that was, um, uh, we, we can't just take that and say, well, what a wonderful story. No, for us, it's a tremendous um, witness on her part to us to remind us that we are, we are passing through this place. Don't mm. get too attached. That's, mm. 
That's incredible. Wow. And it definitely means I win the best question of the lightning round award. <laughs> okay. On a lighter note. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a joyous note. That is a very it joyous is. note. That's awesome. Uh, on a less weighty note, maybe I should say that. What's the craziest fashion trend that you've ever worn? Oh my gosh! Or one that you might one that you might regret. One that we can get a picture of. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will. If Kim's gonna pass, I think. <laughs> so I, I in high school, uh, I, I participated in home economics and sewed my own leisure suit. Of course, the Orville bottom oh, bell bottom pants. Yes. So uh, yes, um, yeah. So what I. What color was this leisure suit? Uh, it was kind of a denim, but it was really a cotton fabric with a with a good bit of of. Um, a nub, a white thread nub to it. So, uh, if, if maybe you have to know more about fabric. Oh, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Did you uh, did you wear uh, a suit or a tux for your wedding? I wore my uniform. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, You're in the military. yeah. I asked because my dad, uh, his tux for his wedding, it's baby blue. My 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 brother was my best man and had a baby blue leisure. There you suit. go. There you go. <laughs> All right, if you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, where would you go? Australia. Australia. Oh. And Greece for me. Yeah, okay. Ooh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. Greece is gorgeous. I've never been to Australia. I would love to go, but I have been to Greece. That's What's one of the strangest things you've ever eaten? One of the strangest things you've ever eaten. And y'all have lived overseas, so I imagine you might have some unique dining experiences. Ludafisk. <laughs> what I'm is that? I'm going to say octopus. Octopus. Oh wow! I've had octopus. What is lud? How do you not know what ludafisk is? <laughs> this is the EFCA. <laughs> We're <laughs> in the Southeast District. Do you not know? We're the yes. rebels. We are the EFCA. Yeah. Yeah. We're meeting three EFCA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ludafisk is a is a Scandinavian delicacy. Many people will uh, not agree with me, um, but it's codfish that is harvested and then it's soaked in lye. And then it's dried. Wait, lye? Yes, lye. Like that you make like, soap like, from? Yes, like that. That you have lye. to have gloves on to handle? <laughs> yes, the poison. <laughs> and, uh, and what it, is happening? <laughs> wow. And then it gets reconstituted um, and and rinsed multiple times. And, <laughs> and then it is and then it is boiled to where it has it kind of a gelatinous sort of look. Uh, and you this are, is it's fish. <laughs> it's, it's fish. It, it sounds delicious. <laughs> it is wonderful. <laughs> I'm just going to take your word for it, Dale. You got to be a Swede. Oh, my word. It smells bad when it's being prepared, oh, but it's yeah. very good. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Do you have a favorite band? We were listening to Prince on the way here, uh, oh, I so it. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, what album? I, I love Prince. We were listening to a compilation, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. and some of his uh, some of some um, musicians doing his work. So okay. Sinead O'Connor. So oh, oh, little sure. sh- little shout out to her passing, an unfortunate. Yeah, okay. yeah. but um, uh, I, I I would say as a vocalist and. Primarily because we just really, I enjoy his musicianship. Oh, he's a phenomenal guitarist. Yeah, but when it comes to a band, um, I don't necessarily know that we have a favorite or that I have a favorite. I enjoyed Grand Funk Railroad as a kid. Uh, Oh, yeah, my dad was a big fan. I don't really have a favorite either. I like Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Prince is, uh, he doesn't get enough credit, I feel like, as a guitarist. Oh, you my know, gosh. Do you, do you know what album of his I'm after on vinyl, John Mark, because they just reissued it? 
uh, Purple Rain? No, the sound the Rain. soundtrack to Tim Burton's Batman. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. They just reissued it. That's a it, good one, and, and I want I want a copy. Yeah, but it's not in the budget right now. Now I would advise that you not listen to the B sides of the hits and the B sides. Um, it's a little little edgy. Oh yeah, <laughs> 100%. I've listened through okay. a lot of his records from uh top to bottom and <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of material I wouldn't necessarily recommend here. Yeah. But, yeah. but 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 on there is I'd rather be the pope. And so Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay, are you a morning person or a night person? Morning. Um uh night person. Okay. <laughs> it it works. What time do y'all do you get up and then what time him do you go to bed? I get up at 4. I'm usually in bed by 8.30-ish. Okay. See, we're vintage, so that's late. <laughs> oh, I love it. Are y'all, are y'all well, retired? We are fully, well, yes, we're retired in that we don't have a paying job. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What did, what did you do outside of the Army for most of your <laughs> career? Uh, yeah, for a longer career than the Army. Uh, I was a technical writer, and so I wrote um, operator manuals, maintenance manuals, that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Uh, until that sounds riveting. Oh, man, it was so exciting. <laughs> 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 Remove four screws. Um, <laughs> you never think about people having I'm, to write those things. Yeah, it's, know, a, it's a job. It's a, it's a good-paying job, though. Uh, But my last stint as a technical writer, I worked at um, an organization called the Redstone Test Center, where they do all kinds of testing of various components that the Army or that the the military uses or the the government uses, and they subject them to all kinds of extremes, uh, hot temperatures, cold temperatures, salt fog. Uh, They drop missiles from a height. Um, to determine whether or not their packaging is safe, they they use um, they generate an electric lightning bolt to uh, strike um, missiles and rounds to determine if they're if they will um, explode at an unexpected time. Wow! Uh, so I would write um, test plans and test reports for those kinds of things. Unbelievable, Kim. <laughs> I the the the, all, the one place I worked. A lot was I was in retail. Okay, oh, yeah. I worked yeah. at Walmart as a cashier, as a front end lead, as at the service desk. I was there for what five years, I think. Oh gosh, longer. Than longer than that. Ten or fifteen. Oh, maybe. yeah. Yeah, I was. At, I was at retail. Oh. Mm. Okay. I. This is my last question. Okay. Sorry, that wasn't very lightning, by the way. Uh, Other than I mentioned lightning, so there's that. That's right. That's right. You made up for it. So, if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, outside of the Bible, who would you want to sit down and have a dinner conversation with? Any person outside the Bible? General Ulysses Grant. There you go. Uh, (laughs) She's passing. (laughs) Do you, you big Civil War buff? Um, we listened to a Civil War podcast, and of late, I have just grown enamored with um, the character that he was. Um, when he left the Army, or, or quite honestly was thrown out of the Army uh, early on, um, he went back and and was given a slave. He freed that slave. Uh, mm. When he didn't have to, he was offered $1,000 for his slave, but he said, no, I'm, I'm freeing him. Wow. And, um, and was essentially penniless and and worked for years just chopping wood and bringing it to town to sell uh, and then became someone who um, really, 
accomplished a great deal, became a president. Uh, while he himself was not corrupt, he surrounded himself with people who were, uh, unfortunately, and, and you have to also look at the time, sure. um, a, a very corrupt time in American history, and, and unfortunately, the people that he yeah, trusted were like, also nothing corrupt. Like now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's like history repeats itself. <laughs> wow, uh, great answer. Oh, no. Not I'm going to pass because I can't think of anybody. It's a tough one. Okay, here, here's another. Oh, wait, wait, wait. My, oh, good. My last, we'll let you end it. Um, are aliens real? <laughs> Maybe. Do I care? No. We were hoping I, for I'm, some... not in, I'm not interacting with them as far as I know. We didn't know if you had any insight being in the Army, if you had seen any classified files. Right. Kim right. pushed the microphone away. She doesn't even want to touch <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, John Mark, take us home. Okay, another tough one here. If... You could pick one actor or actress to play yourself in a biopic about your life. Who would that be? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Uh, <laughs> Don't you see the resemblance? Yes, I, I can do. see yeah, it. He thinks he looks like Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, does he look like Kevin Costner to you? <laughs> yeah, she's shaking her head no. Of course I don't. <laughs> what about you, Kim? Reese Witherspoon. Hey, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, all right. Great pick. All right. Kevin Costner, Reese Witherspoon, the story of the Antons. There's got to be a studio out there to make this. That's right. I feel Shades it. Midweek might produce it one of these I, days. I can write the script, and he turned to the left. <laughs> <laughs> and it you survived. Four screws. You survived. Oh. Great job with the lightning round. Oh. Well done. Well, what I'd uh, right right here, kind of for the last bit, what I'd love to hear about is what the Lord's been doing in y'all's life recently, because you mentioned. Um, that y'all are both officially retired from receiving a paycheck, but the the Lord has been drawing y'all into kind of a new phase, new ministry. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this is this is really the highlight of our life. Mm. Um, I, I I don't rely entirely on this, but of course, John Piper's great address to the to the crowd of of young people. Uh, where he doesn't want to waste his life, and yep. you, and you just watch him, and you, you know his mannerism. I don't want to waste my life. Um, a few years back, well, when Katrina hit New Orleans, we began going on short-term mission trips, and we'd been on short-term mission trips to Nicaragua, um, but we began to realize that we also do not have to waste our life. We can go and and do something for the kingdom. There is no biblical mandate or biblical. Uh, blueprint for retirement. In fact, I don't think retirement is in there. Um, <laughs> I haven't read every jot and tittle, but I, I don't think that retirement is mentioned once. Right, right. And so we um, we we began to develop the idea that we would do we would join crisis response. And you've you've talked to Mark Lewis in the past. Um, and we we when the tornadoes came to Huntsville, it became obvious, just the people that we talked with, the people that we interacted with, um, this became something that was exciting to us. Uh, and then somewhere along the line, we formed the idea that maybe having an RV and living in an RV would enhance the entire experience. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we began making strides toward that. And two years ago, we, uh, we moved into the RV um, and I was still working and, and, uh, then of course with, when my mother passed, I just, yeah, I, I, I left my job, uh, six months ahead of what, what my plan was. And we began the process of applying to become, uh, 
I'm going to say full-time, part-time. We're, we are truly just part-time missionaries, but it's it's our full-time function at this point in time. With, with crisis response. With crisis response, yes. Yeah. So, so for, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, EFCA crisis response, it's, it's an organization within the EFCA that exists to respond both uh, domestically and internationally. Uh, to various crises. So they're the ones, for instance, when there's a tornado, when there's a flood, when there's something of this nature, they're going to mobilize people within the EFCA and work with local churches and things of that nature to get some support and help on the ground. Yes. And, and partnering with local churches is, is, is indeed the key. So on, uh, we'll, we'll pull Maui into this. Uh, Maui, we, the um, leadership of Crisis Response, Mark Lewis and Dan Holman, have already been in touch with a church on Maui who right now is overwhelmed with just trying to provide physical uh, right. response for people. But their intent is, um, they, they, the church in, and I can't remember their name, God forgive me, they, they, uh, they began wondering how do, how do we as a church here in Maui respond to what is happening around us? And, and so they went looking to see what is, what is a, a wildfire that has happened that is like what's happened to us, and they found the Paradise Fire. And, of course, the EFCA Church in Paradise was one of the few buildings that remained standing after the, after the fire. It was untouched. And then Crisis Response had a, had a response there, and Dan Holman was one of the people that was stationed there full time. And so this church in Maui has has decided that they want to partner with us, uh, but right now they're just overwhelmed with what's going on. So there sure, is sure. there is a district superintendent for Hawaii that uh, that Dan and and Mark have been in touch with, and are coordinating what's going to happen. And we will be sending teams eventually to to Maui. So um, they may be uh, the the effort may be more of a um, trauma care effort in that um, one of the greatest things that crisis response does is help people process that and help right. people understand what's happened to them. And, and, and through that process, of course, expose them to the gospel and where comfort truly comes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's, that's kind of crisis response in a nutshell is let's go there. Let's share the love of Christ with people in their greatest need. That's awesome. And so y'all entered into that training process, you said, about two years ago? Remember when Kim said she didn't like school? <laughs> we, we had to do this class uh-huh. called Perspectives. Mm-hmm. I had never been through a college course mm-hmm. in my life until we had to do this. This felt like a college course. Mm-hmm. And of course it did, because had we paid the additional $75, we would have gotten three credits for it. <laughs> of course, we would have had to do a larger paper, but yeah, it was sure. a college course. Yeah, so yeah. so wow. we, we have spent really a year and a half going through the application process, um, you know, doing uh, a pretty solid report on the EFCA Statement of Faith, which is phenomenal. If you've, if you've never read uh, the book Evangelical Convictions. Yes, that's um, right. It is a wonderful explanation of why we believe what we believe as a as a as a group of people that are that are working together for the gospel. Mm. So yeah, two years and and perspectives. That was yes, that was fun. That was a challenge to the forty seven years. That's when it felt like seventy five. <laughs> oh wow! Very every emotion that you could feel, I felt mm. during this doing this class. Sure, anger. Um, joy. Don't forget joy. 
<laughs> a little of that. Yeah, that was there. A little joy. Just all, it was, and I don't like computers. Yeah. I never have liked computers. Right. Uh, that's our biggest joint together is we are really Luddites at heart. <laughs> well, it's so encouraging and cool to hear about how y'all are using your retirement to bless others, mm-hmm. to be a vessel for what the Lord's doing. Mm-hmm in uh, crisis moments in people's lives. It's, that's so encouraging to hear about. It, it is unreal. I mean, I know that, that Shades supports a, a lot of missionaries, and so you hear from missionaries, and I know that a lot of people from Shades have gone on short-term mission trips, and there is nothing more amazing than going somewhere, and, and really all you bring to it is hands and feet, and those hands and feet get filled, and, and then all of a sudden your mouth is saying things that, that all you've got are teeth, tongues, and lips, and and you have no idea the things you're saying, but you're emboldened because mm-hmm. you are just in this moment where you are filled constantly with renewing the Spirit inside yourself. You're mm-hmm. praying constantly. You're, you're, you're reading. You're studying. And, and those are the things that really make a difference in a person's life. And, you know, people then come back from short-term mission trips, and they, they forget how powerful they became in a moment. Um, and we kind of wander away from those things. So our, our goal is to help people see that that's an important thing in their life and do that daily. Mm-hmm. So is is Huntsville going to serve as home base for y'all? I think so. It's <laughs> it's where our children live, and so we get our mail there. Right. Um, right. And, and it will always be probably uh, where eventually we'll reach. We'll we'll stop moving around too. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So what's what's next right now? Like what's on the horizon? Yeah, we're in a bit of a hold. Okay. Um, yeah. This is the part where Dale always struggles. Um, we we raise funds to cover our ministry expense. We we are we had planned all along to just cover our expenses. You know, be retired. We invested wisely, um, and uh, and somewhere along the line, we were disabused of this idea in that we know that other people can't go like we can, and they may feel a need or a desire to support what we're doing. So we are currently in the raising funds mode of our ministry. We don't have much to raise, so we're fortunate in that regard. Um, But we will be working this until the end of October. And then in October, which kind of coincides with the end of the hurricane season in Florida, (laughs) we'll be going down to Fort Myers and um, our, our... our hope is to uh, engage with the team there, and Kim will pick up trauma care um, and join the trauma care team, and I will become someone who is teaching men's Bible studies in areas where there are, are retired men who may never have, have, I mean, they've heard of the Bible, but that's the extent of their biblical knowledge. Right, so. right. Wow. Well, and if somebody wanted to support you guys and give, how might they do that? Well, funny. You one of the ask. benefits of <laughs> computers. <laughs> the, am I right? One of the benefits of computers. Funny yes. Thing you ask. <laughs> yeah. Funny <laughs> thing you should ask. We um, so we have a, a well, we we have cards obviously, and we have a site that um, we use for our fundraising, um, and it is EFCH. Well, I. <laughs> I take that back. I don't have it on there. I have a I have a, a UPC code that you can look <laughs> at. <laughs> but um, so our our um, we if you go to giveefca.org, it will take you to a web page and you can search for Antons. And on Antons, um, there's a, there's only one 
one Anton in in our Reach Global Bunch. Okay. But that'll take you to the um, page where you can give. Um, and, and we absolutely um, revere our, our partners. Um, mm-hmm. It's important to us. And in that vein, we also have an update that you can get to from that same page. Okay. Uh, that will, when you go to that page, it talks a little bit about who we are and what, why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but then it also presents the opportunity for you to give either one time or monthly. Um, and then if you go down the page a little bit further, it takes you to a link to our updates. And we try to at least once a week present an update. This week has been interesting because we are traveling and we decided we would try to do an update a day um, and people will get a blast of four updates on Thursday when they get their uh, their regular updates. So. Yeah, great. Well, we'll be sure to put that link at the bottom of the podcast. Yep, I've scanned it already and I've got the link pulled up, so we'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Yeah, you find that well, there. What a handsome lady that Kevin Costner is standing with there, isn't <laughs> it? In this picture on the card you gave us. Can, can we have some of these? Absolutely. We'll be here Sunday. So. I thought, I, well, oh, I you're, thought you're coming on Sunday. Oh, yes, that's fantastic. Absolutely. So if you would like to meet the Dale and Kim, Anthony, that's right. they will be at Shades Valley Community Church <laughs> so great. this Sunday. Um, if it's okay with you, we'd love to point you out to everybody. I'm not shy. Rowdy over here, she might <laughs> she might shrink. I am trying, like I said that's earlier, right. Right. to get out of my comfort zone. Uh-huh. So you never know. Yeah. How it's going to go on Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, right. you can point at us. A lot of people do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, um, I mean, you can have these cards, and we have a, a table in the foyer. I can show you here in just a moment that if you all want to be at with the cards online, I mean, we can tell people you'll be there. Fantastic. We're, we, we are excited about what we do, and hopefully um, hopefully that conveys to others. Uh, we, we, if nothing else out of this, what we hope for Shades Valley is that we can be a conduit that makes it easier for you to send teams mm-hmm. to a crisis response area yeah. because yeah. we will know what to do. We, we can advise you on how to make it simpler, quicker, faster, you know, all the things that, you know, our culture says we should be. Um, but then when you get there, we'll slow you down. <laughs> that That's so awesome. I, I've only had the opportunity to work with the EFCA crisis response one time, and I, and I can't even remember, Brad, I can't remember what year that was, or, but it was hurricane response in Florida. Mm-hmm. Roofing. Um, and yeah, yeah we, we did, did some, some roofing. roofing. <laughs> Isn't roofing fun? Oh man, and not but, my calling. <laughs> <laughs> Mine either. But yeah. we had a great response. The the man that we worked with uh, that was from EFC Crisis. I response. know. I'm blanking. Yeah, yeah but we, we had just, a great experience. We had a great experience. It, so. it, it, it's always astonishing to me um, how how involved you become with a homeowner. How how much their life matters to you when you're mm-hmm. when you're when you're actually creating a safe place for them to live. You know the whole Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Maslow doesn't talk about God in that hierarchy of needs, but he definitely hits on all the things that we can get if we have a reliance on God. Mm-hmm. Well, we are just so thankful just to get this opportunity to sit down with y'all to to get to know you. We feel like we know you a little bit already, having That's communicated right. for years now. This is an amazing place. I know if you come to Shades, you you definitely uh, make a uh, a pilgrimage through the studio. But if you have not done that pilgrimage yet, you you really ought to. You'll be overwhelmed with the amount of movies uh, that are yes, that are contained that's here. That's right. I don't think there's enough time left in my life to watch all of them that are. I on think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, oh man, but well, thank y'all, Kim. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank and you so much. It was fun getting to know you and 
fun doing the podcast and why I really enjoyed it. Yeah, oh, we're awesome. glad you took a step out of your comfort zone and came in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we will see y'all on Sunday. We'll be here. Awesome. All right. If you have any questions for Dale or for Kim, feel free to shoot us an email at Midweek at JamesValley.org. the email? Brad just blanked. I saw it in his eyes. All, all you have to do is enter it once, and Outlook will remember. That's so, right. So, so just do it That's one right. time. Do it one time. <clears throat> midweek at ShadesValley.org, because at Shades Midweek, Dale, do you know how we ended? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you put me on the spot. You put me on the spot. I can't. I Here can't at Shades it. Midweek, you're part of the conversation. Yes. Yeah, thanks so much for listening.